the Fast Tax Sports Show, and on today's show, I'm doing a deep dive into Dan Campbell and who exactly this guy really is. The Lions just hired him as their head coach, or so it seems like he's going to be hired within the next couple days here, officially, now that the Saints season is over. If you're anything like me, you had no idea who this guy was uh, when this decision was made. Uh, He wasn't in any of the big-time stories leading up to who potential candidates would be and anything like that. So just like you guys, I had to do a little bit of a deep dive, and if you haven't done that yet and you just need somebody to kind of give you the bare bones of who this guy is and what he's all about, then this is a great pod for you. I'm going to talk about Dan Campbell, the hiring, what I think he needs to do if he wants to succeed, and much more coming up right after this quick break. Smith and Martin Lawrence, I'm a bad boy. When he got off my ass and got to the cash and got in my bag, boy. Please don't think it's sweet, I stay with the heat even though I'm a sad boy. You better watch the way you breathe around me for that breath be last boy. So the first thing I did when I heard about this hire, I knew that I would probably be doing a podcast like this in the near future. So what I did is I just wrote down my uh, my initial thoughts of this dude. Uh, first thing that came to my mind is that he doesn't look like a complete schlub like Matt Patricia did. When Matt Patricia was hired, it was almost like I don't even know if I would respect this guy looking at him. He, he's like 300 pounds. Uh, you know, he was always kind of sloppy, had the pencil, even though his play sheet was laminated. Like, he just did not look like a football player whatsoever. Whatsoever. And, and for being pegged as, like, the defensive genius, he didn't seem like a defensive genius either because he had a lot of negative feedback coming from New England. Last season he was there, had a terrible year. But this is about Dan Campbell. My first reaction was this guy is that everything I've heard about him is good, and he seems like a football guy. He looks like somebody that you would respect. He looks like somebody that the players would respect. That's my first thought when I saw the guy. Second thing I thought is at least it's somebody new. I didn't want a Marvin Lewis. I didn't want you know Jim Schwartz or somebody or Daryl Bevel, somebody who we know what they are. This guy is kind of untapped, in it, and I think that's either going to go one or two ways for the Lions. either going to go terrible, or this is going to be exactly what the Lions need, and he's going to come in as kind of this under-the-radar guy who's going to become a big-name coaching circle, sort of like a Mike Vrabel, and he's going to kind of explode from there. Um, finally, he seems to be kind of the exact opposite of what Patricia was packaged as. I mentioned how he was the defensive guru. Campbell, everything I'm reading, everything I'm hearing is that he's just the ultimate players coach. Guys love to play for him. Um, big time guys, and I'll get to this in just a little bit, like Drew Brees and some other big time players that he coached with at the Saints and for the Dolphins have spoke very highly of this guy. You never heard about that from Patricia. You never heard about that from Patricia. So that's good. We at least seem to have a guy that we can 100% root for and be a fan of. Uh, let's start right with his playing career, though. Um, so he attended Texas A&M, uh, where he played college football, and didn't have like super good college stats. But uh, the biggest storyline that I found that came out of his college playing days was that uh, he had a homophobic slur, sort of similar to what Justin Thomas did um, for the PGA, and he's losing a bunch of sponsors for that, by the way, uh, most notably Ralph, Ralph Lauren. Uh, but he basically said something like, we don't have F-words at this school like they do at Texas, right, in a pep rally right before the Texas game. Um, he got in a lot of trouble for this. Texas a and had to come out and speak out against it, a whole bunch of stuff that probably messed up him a little bit in the locker room. He had to get disciplined for it, all that, and and much more uh, due to this. This was over 30 years ago. Um, but recently, uh, when the news kind of broke that Detroit was hiring this guy, a reporter for the Free Press, kind of came, or excuse me, I think it was like MLive, came out against this guy and said, hey, we don't want to hire this guy. He's homophobic, this and that. And then, wouldn't you know it, we go back in this guy's history, the reporter, and eight years ago, he has homophobic slurs. Same exact word that he used, um, that Campbell used. Funny how that always kind of works out that way. Um, I'm not, you know, my initial thoughts on that interaction is everybody makes mistakes. Um, 
it was in the 90s where stuff like that was a little bit more widely accepted. Um, if that was said today, I don't think he would ever get a job. It's clearly something that he has most likely put behind him. It's not something that was really brought up. It's only been brought up here or there. When you go to his Wikipedia page, it's not even there. Uh, so it's pretty a down low story. It's not like the Matt Patricia story where as soon as he's hired, it breaks that this guy maybe uh, sexually assaulted a woman like it, on a spring break when he was in high school. Similar kind of storylines where it's a long time ago. I don't know if we should necessarily hold him uh, and never allow him to kind of succeed in the NFL because of what he said as he when he was a college kid, you know, at a prep rally. Uh, but it is something to keep an eye on. It's something that you don't necessarily love to have on your resume, but it's not going to deter me, and it's not going to force me to make a decision saying that I don't like this guy, that we shouldn't hire him just because of something he did for he did in college. From there, uh, he played for the Cowboys and the Lions and the Saints in the NFL. Uh, he was on that 0-16 Lions team, but before that, he played for the Cowboys for a number of years, and actually, it's kind of widely regarded that he was Bill Parcells' like, favorite player. Um, he basically became a team leader. Leader. He's known for basically training Jason Witten, uh, who became a Hall of Fame tight end, as we all know. And that's one positive I will say, just from in terms of coaches, when a guy like Bill Parce- Parcells throws his name behind you, you know that you're getting at least somewhat of a solid guy because Bill Parcells, other than maybe Bill Belichick, uh, is the best coach that the NFL has ever seen, in my opinion. Uh, he went on to win the Super Bowl with the Saints in 2009, so it's good that we have somebody that, you know, whether it was as a coach or as a player, has been to a Super Bowl and has won that and knows, you know, exactly what a team needs to be constructed like or what the locker room needs to feel like in order to reach a Super Bowl status. Uh, so that's good. That's another thing I love. He's also a former Lion, so that's something that we can also throw um, kind of as something that we can root about, root for about this guy because he's been there when we were at our worst, 0-16. He was on that team. Uh, similar to like a Dan Orlovsky, where he's just kind of always tied into the Lions because of his participation in that terrible team. So that's another thing to keep noted. Uh, his coaching career. So he took over um, for the Miami Dolphins inter- interim as an interim head coach in 2015. Uh, they went 5-7 and seven before they ended up hiring Adam Gase over him. Uh, a lot of the reasons that people feel like the Dolphins didn't hire him, even though the fan base and it seemed like a lot of the players loved him, they threw his, their weight behind him, is because uh, he's not very polished. Uh, wasn't great in the interviews. And you can kind of see... Um, it's really hard to find video of this guy, but even in his, his pre- introductory press conference, Dan Campbell was saying, you could just tell that he was a little green around the gills when it came to dealing with the media and doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, from there, he went and became the assistant head coach and tight ends coach for the New Orleans Saints, uh, where he was there for years and years. Um, kind of the few of the things that I throw about what some players have said about him, this is where I found myself really starting to kind of like this guy and I ended up liking the hire more and more the more and more I read about players because at the end of the day when you have dealt with a coach like Matt Patricia like we did for three years where it's a new story each and every week about players hating him and he's sending guys out of the locker room like a uh, big play slay just because they don't like him and they don't agree with his ways we have the complete opposite in this guy and I almost feel like that's what the coaching search was almost like. Well, let's just find the most opposite of Matt Patricia that we can find, and we're going to hire that guy. Uh, but like I said, Drew Brees uh, was quoted saying this. He's a guy who played a long time, so he's got a level of respect coming from guys for how he played. Saints quarterback Drew Brees once told ESPN, he's a tough physical guy. He just really cares about his players. You can see that in the way he talks to us, talks to his position group. He's just got a, a lot of great leadership qualities in that way, and I think he's just a, gr- a good person. We might have maybe saw Drew Brees' last game ever in his career, and let me just say that if there's anyone that I'm going to trust when it comes to character, it's Drew Brees, 100%. He's the ultimate character guy. He's a great leader in that locker room, and 100% if there's a guy I'm trusting, it's Drew Brees. So I love that he is 100% behind Campbell. 
uh, quote unquote, he's a person you want to follow and a person you believe in, and you know he's going to be honest with you. I love everything I'm hearing about this guy. And then we go to the offensive line. Taron Armstead uh, said Campbell has a healthy, collaborative, working relationship with players. This isn't going to be the Matt Patricia dictatorship. Uh, and then that wasn't even a good dictatorship. That was Nazi Germany is what these players were dealing with in the past, the Lions. Now they have a guy who's coming in. He's a player's coach. The guys love him. He's going to have a working relationship with you. It's going to be a democracy. I think these Detroit Lions players are going to absolutely love this guy when he gets in that locker because he is such a polar opposite of everything that Matt Patricia was and everything that he stood for, and I can't be more happy for that. Um, Armstead continued. He got it, man. Uh, he got it. Everybody here would do whatever for that guy. Uh, being so relatable, having done it for so long, just has a great connection with the younger players. I've never seen a bad mouth anybody. It's more talking up to you. Even when they mess up, he's going to talk up to them. And you just want to play for somebody like that. You want to run through a brick wall for him. I would. Just glowing comments from this guy. He reminds me a little bit of like Mike Vrabel. The one thing that worries me a little bit about this hire is Dan Campbell. Is he going to be too friendly with the players? Or is he going to be more of like the perfect blend, which is Mike Vrabel, where he's kind of a hard ass, but he's also just the players coach. The players absolutely love the guy. Derrick Henry's able to talk to him. Uh, on the sideline during a game like he's just another player and that's kind of what i hope we get here i hope we don't get too far the other way which is a guy that guys just pretty much walk over this guy's a lot like jim caldwell all right but what's the criticism behind this guy uh there's got to be some uh like i mentioned the dolphins fans seem to really love this guy and a lot of the stories around the time a lot of people were rooting for him to become the coach instead of adam gase um but a lot of people think he's he's you know a little too bud buddy buddy with the players that was what i was just mentioning um They also think that he's maybe not the most polished guy. He's kind of like just your classic football guy who maybe isn't the best with the media, maybe isn't the best, uh, you know, with the press and doing interviews and stuff like that. But he does know a locker room, and I think that's where he's going to really shine. Uh, But who actually is this guy? What do people think of him? Uh, From what I could gather is basically he's viewed as a motivator, um, someone who can bring a team together instead of more of like an X's and O's guru, which I'm fine with. I think what Detroit needs more than anything right now is to change the culture. Change the culture. We got some guys in the past, like a Jim Bob Cooter, who, you know, were great X's and O's, but it's just you got to get over the hump that is the culture. It's just like the Cleveland Browns did this year. You have to completely change the culture and change your ways of thinking that you're a losing franchise into a franchise that truly believes they can compete for a Super Bowl, and I think that's what his goal is. Uh, but he's someone who he's kind of like a Coldwell who he keeps things fun and the players like, which I think is huge. After what the Lions have gone through, which is basically hell uh, the last three years, they just need to have fun again. Uh, the majority of this roster, including like a Matt Stafford, Galladay, Jones, all those guys. Um, he doesn't have any experience calling plays on either side of the ball, so that's why I'm basically circling who he brings in as coordinators to decide whether or not this can be a great hire or not. That's, you could pretty much say that for any NFL coach, but he's not an Andy Reid. Like we mentioned, he's very, very far, far from Andy Reid where he's not going to be dialing up you know, trick plays. He's not going to be doing anything like that. He's got to hire the right guys. He's just kind of a manager of the coaches, and they lets them do their job. Very hands-off, almost like a Brady Hoke, but let's just hope he's not too much of a Brady Hoke, if you know what I mean, for any of the Michigan fans out there. Uh, in his interim press conference with the Dolphins, he, he says, you know, basically what he hangs his hat on is what they asked him. He said he knows how to work with players. Uh, so that's what, something that he is going to handle, and we just need him to, you know, whether I don't want him to stay with Bevel. I don't want him to do um, what Patricia, or I believe it was Caldwell did, where they just kept Jim Bob, or excuse me, Patricia, where they just kept Jim Bob Cooter on for, you know, a little bit just to end up replacing him. No, bring your own guys in. You and the new GM, bring your own guys in, whoever you think is the best one for this job but offensive coordinator is really going to be a big one for the Lions because if you're a Lions fan you know how good this offense 
of players are. They have Galladay, they have Jones, Hawkinson, Stafford, uh, DeAndre Swift is emerging as a back where if you can get a solid play caller in there, they're going to be able to put up points with anyone. As for the defense, there still needs to be a lot of work done in the draft and in the offseason before I'm even going to worry or make assumptions about whether a coordinator is good or bad on defense. But offense, we'll know right away. So I think that's a huge hire. Um, a couple of the names that are going to throw out like uh, him that might potentially be a defensive coordinator is uh, Wade Phillips which I think is an interesting guy. I wouldn't be against that. I mean, we've seen him coach hell of a defenses in Denver and a lot of other places as well, so I'm 100% behind Wade Phillips, and that would obviously go back to the Bill Parcells days as well. A couple of big things I think that he's got to make decisions on right as soon as he gets to Detroit is Matt Stafford. Is he all the way in on Matt Stafford, or is he not? He's just got to go through 2022 uh, and decide whether or not it's somebody they want to trade. But more importantly, I think he needs to retain Kenny Galladay no matter what the cost because that's going to be go a long way in the locker room and that's going to start him off on the right foot with these players where if they get rid of Galladay, who might be a favorite in the locker room, I think it could be a lot of trouble for him to try to build off of that. So I think you got to keep Galladay no matter what you pay, no matter what is said about him. Just keep him. Keep the players in the locker room happy. Bring him back. Let's see what we can do. In terms of the search notes for the Detroit Lions, uh, how they ended up on this guy, it was kind of interesting that... Um, their search even led to Campbell because uh, Martha Ford, or excuse me, the Ford, the new owner Ford owner. I don't even remember. There's, it's not Martha Ford. It's a different one. Basically, said that they wanted somebody who was, you know, a proven winner, like a Marvin Lewis, like a Jim Caldwell, somebody like that who has done it before, can come in, kind of stabilize the locker room. And what's interesting is they went basically the entire opposite way, which I'm fine with. That's exactly what I agreed with. They need somebody in there to shake things up, bring a new life, bring some new spirit, somebody from outside looking in who can come in and jolt this team with some energy. And that's exactly what Campbell's going to do. That's why I love this hire. One thing I do wonder about, though, is the guys they interviewed. They reached out to Campbell, and I think Campbell didn't even want to be interviewed by the Lions, to be 100% honest, because they acquired about him, but no interview happened. They also interviewed Biennemi, who... I did kind of want for the job, but the more and more I hear about this guy, it just sounds like he's not a very good interviewer. He doesn't totally have his hands on the Kansas City Chiefs offense. It's a lot more Andy Reid than it is him. But I do think that he is one heck of an offensive coordinator, and I wouldn't have hated hiring the enemy, but I'm okay with passing on him because it seems to be like the rest of the league is kind of avoiding this guy as well. Robert Sala, you guys know how I feel about Robert Sala. I really wanted him. I feel like he's almost a better version. He reminds me a lot of Mike Vrabel, where he's kind of a hard ass, but he also just seems like a good guy that you really want to respect and play hard for. I would have loved Robert Sala. I'm glad we stayed away from Marvin Lewis, so you're not going to hear me complain about that, and I'm very happy we stayed away from Daryl Bubble. I mean, he didn't show me too much when he took over as the interim, and he didn't show me too much when he was actually the coordinator for the Lions when Patricia was there as well, so I'm fine with letting him walk no matter what. But the search was ultimately, I feel like it's success. You know, I mean, we're, they interviewed um, Campbell twice, uh, just once on the 11th and once on the 18th, and they hired him pretty much right after his 18th interview, uh, January 18th interview. I wonder a little bit why they didn't wait to do an in-person interview with this guy because they haven't even had the opportunity to do that. Uh, but they but they hired him through Zoom. Makes me a little bit worried that they they felt the need to go interview a GM in person before they hired him, but they felt like that wasn't important for the head coach to be interviewed in person, which is something I 100% would have done. But we'll see. Uh, I'll trust them for now until this proves to be absolutely terrible. Uh, but my closing thoughts on Campbell are uh, pretty much this. Uh, I'm on I'm on pins and needles uh, to watch this press conference. Uh, from everything I've gathered, he can inspire. He can manage the locker room. 
but he doesn't seem to be the smartest guy in terms of what a team needs on the field in terms of diagramming plays, dialing up blitzes and stuff like that. So his staff is going to be absolutely critical. And that's part of the GM to kind of help him bring some guys in, recruit some guys, whether it's Wade Phillips or whoever it is. That's up to him. That's the biggest job as a head coach is to get the right staff surrounding him, especially a young, pretty much first-time head coach like Campbell. He's got a lot of big names. He's been in the NFL a long time. I think he's got a lot of connections where if he's able to use them, he's going to be able to put together a really good staff, but it's up to him to kind of use those first. Uh, already, I'm rooting for this guy 10 times more than I ever rooted for Patricia. He seems like just like a great guy other than the one mishap in college. I know about that. I'm going to let that go, though. He seems like a great guy. He seems like somebody the Lions fans can root for. He kind of embodies Detroit. Seems like just a hardworking blue collar type guy i'm 100 behind board on him he's going to run this like a democracy it's not going to be the dictatorship that we saw in the past we can root for this guy we want him to succeed again like i said i think he's got to bring galladay back to kind of just keep things afloat right now in that locker room as he goes in uh my one concern is that is he too much of a frat boy almost he seems you know not like i said not polished i wonder if the players will eventually kind of walk over this guy and if that's going to kind of be a problem but i love the player support behind him the players have loved him drew Brees especially i love that he was bill's parcel's favorite player it seems like we might have had a diamond in the rough here but it's one hell of a tough situation that he's taking over and it's all going to be about the staff that he surrounds him with and who they draft how the gm how him and the gm work together how he interacts with the owners because those are what makes a truly successful franchise is like the patriots where it's everybody's hand in hand or the steelers where for the longest time everybody's been hand in hand that's what you need. That's what we need from this guy. We need him to revolt this locker room. We need to make football fun, again, both for these players and for the Lions fans. And I think he's got a good shot of doing that. Overall, I'd rate this higher like a 7 out of 10. Uh, Robert Sala would have gave like an 8 or 9 out of 10. But I think behind Sala, since we didn't get him, this guy is the second best guy uh, in terms of the names I've seen thrown out, other than behind maybe a Matt Campbell at Iowa State, who wasn't even interested in interviewing, so I can't blame the Lions for that. Overall, Pretty decent hire. I can't wait to see uh, what they do with the draft, what they do with the offseason, how they try to build this defense, whether they sign Galladay back. He's got a lot of work to do, but it's a guy that I'm going to root for, and I can't wait to see what he does for the Detroit Lions. Uh, all right, that's a wrap from the Fast X Fast Sports Show shorter episode today, uh, pretty much geared to all the Detroit Lions fans out there. Wanted to give you a little bit of a backstory about what this guy's about, what are the good things about him, what are the bad things about him. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'll be back on Wednesday with another podcast. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, I'm a bad boy When he got off my ass and got to the cash and got in my bag, boy Please don't think it's sweet, I stay with the heat even though I'm a sad boy You better watch the way you breathe around me for that breath be last, boy I've been drinking red rats, boy I've been chopping all these birds, McCoy No one bet my rich a million nine months Overseas, honey skin, bitch, croissant Break the GTR, a lot of crash cars I'm a bad boy, so I got a bad bra
I'm just keeping it real with you. I'm just being blunt. Porsche Carrera got the pipes at the back like a stack. Yeah. I'm a bad boy When I got off my ass And got to the cash And got in my bag, boy Please don't think it's sweet I stay with the heat Even though I'm a sad boy You better watch the way You breathe around me For that breath be last, boy I've been drinking red rats, boy I've been chopping on these birds, my car No one made my wrist 